there has to be a difference between just depending on what you believe as law of attraction to actually setting your goal on something. With these plethora of choices that you guys have, we appreciate the fact that you still tune into the yes, show. Lend absolutely. us an hour or so of your day to listen to your shot of sanity. And even better is that we've actually started doing uh, this thing where we ask you guys to send in your voice note for your questions on the show. And a couple of people already have sent them in. Today, we decided that since we've got a couple of questions lined up, we'll start doing them again here, maybe on the daily if we get filled it up. And so we've got a great question for today right parts yes and today it comes from dan so dan what is your question hey joyce and Aaron, it's dan and i'm from mangala city and here's my question for you what do you think about the law of attraction like attracting somebody or someone who's vibing with you on the same frequency or does it defy god's will and also as a host i'd love to hear a strategy on how to effectively communicate and engage with your audience whether it may be an event or a live radio show. Thanks. That's a very interesting way. Okay, uh, so it's a, it's a two-part question. One is uh, a, a little bit more personal and the other one is professional. And I, and I like that because we do like to touch on both of those topics here on the show. So uh, first off, my, my main question to you, Joyce, is uh, what does he mean when, when if law of attraction defies God's will? Is that is that something? Because I've never heard of that. I have no idea. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> no. Okay. So let's first define what the law of attraction yes. is. Yes. Okay. Right. So As for the those scholarly people, one here, explain it. Yes. Um, so for for those people who aren't familiar with the law of attraction, it's basically the belief that the universe creates and provides for you that which your thoughts are focused on. So I think this got very popular because of this, I'd say, documentary or um, propaganda movie called oh, The Secret. It's called The Secret. <laughs> Hear me out, okay? So this is the background. It's a movie called The Secret. And I remember I was maybe like 16 or 17 when I watched this. I was studying in UP and I had been so inclined with sociology and psychology already. And basically, The Secret is a movie that tells you and, and gives you the secret of life. So parang sinasabi nila dito na we've uncovered the secret of life, how you can be successful and financially stable, rich, and attain whatever you want in the universe, and this is the secret. And basically, the secret is law of attraction. So, for example, you start, you want the house, you start pasting that house in front of you. You create vision boards. You put like a $1 bill or you write a check that's written $10 million entitled to your name, and one day, it'll come true. And that basically is, I think, for me, my my understanding of law of attraction, wherein you just focus on wanting what you want, and the universe, quote-unquote, will give it to you. Ah? Okay, okay. Does that make sense? Do you yes, understand it really does, now? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I'm very familiar with this concept because when I watched that, I was actually going through my first college breakup. Ooh. And this guy dumped me. <laughs> so That dude is feeling pretty stupid right now. <laughs> he dumped me. 
I don't remember what it was, but it was just some petty college problem, whatever Obviously. thing that we had. And we were what I, I was watching The Secret and I was crying and I was like, The Secret, this, the secret, this. He is gonna message me, he's gonna ask me back, he's gonna crawl back to me, telling me that he made a huge mistake, and he's gonna realize how big of an idiot he is. The secret, the secret, the secret, the secret, as in so tatlong linggo ko tong ginagawa after three weeks. Sabi ko, lang yan, di pa rin nagtatext ha. Ni ata gumagaling So, there, I, I hope that answers your question, Dan. Yan lang yun. It doesn't Because work. I tried it and the guy didn't text me. Oh, God. Okay. Two parts. Ikaw okay. parts? Do you believe in this? Do you believe... Now that I've explained to you what the law of attraction is, I want to hear. Do you believe in this or has there ever been a, an instance in your life where you feel like you probably didn't know that it was called law of attraction or quote-unquote the secret, but the thing that you were visualizing came into your life? Yes. Okay. So the way that I I have always seen the law of attraction is I never saw it as looking at something specific. So, for instance, he was he was even asking if you are on the same wavelength as someone and then that's when you guys get together and all that. I I always looked at it as like for instance, if I wanted to be with someone and I was willing that you will it into the world, but that's what they say, mm-hmm. you will it to, uh, to be. Um I would always say that instead of it being I want to end up with that person. My law of attraction would be, I want to end up with someone that I deserve. Instead of it being specific towards like, I like for instance, I need to be with girl A. And if mm. I end up with girl B, does that make it any less uh, of what I was willing? It shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So it should yeah. be, I want to be with somebody that will treat me right. I want to be with somebody that I am on the same, same wavelength with. And then there it is. The one thing that I think that I have willed it into being something was my career. Ever mm. since I was young, I I wanted so much, every inch of me, every move that I made, whether it was in school, early on in my career, to even until now, I always wanted to do what I am doing right now. Mm. I, I guess the law of attraction worked that way and it made it that I made the right steps towards it. Willing it yeah. to make, willing it to be something is one thing, but doing something to make that will happen is so much more important. Mm. Now, if the will is what pushes you to get there, even better. I think that that's the way that I look at it. Yeah. Um, if if I may, if I may, kind of in, interject, yeah, I feel like there has to be a difference between for Dan. This is addressing to Dan. There has to be a difference between just depending on what you believe as law of attraction to actually setting your goal on something. Um, when I was when I was training to become a race car driver, one of the most important lessons that I learned that I actually saw happen uh, on the track was our coaches told us that when you're driving, look where you want to go, not where's the next stop. Because where you want to go, when you visualize this, visualize it that is where your mind will take you and when i was doing my research to it i was like how how 
I saw it kasi. Like, I was faster nga. I got to the corners faster. So I hit my apexes faster. Um, and, and the, the, the science behind it is where your eyes go and where your vision goes, your whole body follows. That's how powerful the mind is. And so I feel like to that extent, law of attraction works because if you put your mind into something, whether that's, you know, they say that, um, uh, a majority of people who schedule, who put on goals, who actually write down their itineraries for the day are more likely to achieve those itineraries and those goals. That's because when you put that into writing and your brain is told that this is what you need to accomplish, every other cell in your body is commanded by the brain to function, right? So when you're driving, if you're looking at the place that you want to be at, your brain sends a signal to your hand that you need to steer in this particular direction to go into that direction. So I think to that extent, the law of attraction works and when you think about the law of attraction with the people that you want or you want to attract it also it also goes into that like if you think about okay this is the kind of girl or the kind of job that i want to land if you keep thinking about that then eventually that's where your body will lead you you'll be more attracted to people who are like that you'll be more inclined to study and be more uh, motivated to prepare for a particular work that that it translates to what you first set for yourself. So I think if there's anything about the law of attraction that's scientific, it's probably that the mind is so powerful and that whatever you put your mind into, your body will follow. That's why um, every mental health issue that we have is also tied with your physiology. If you don't eat the right way, if you don't have the proper um, circadian rhythm, all of these other things, it affects your mental health and vice versa. Right, Bartz? I, I agree. And uh, to take it even further, I think the law of attraction works if it is not the only step, but the first step. Ang ganda. Diba? Oh, ganda. Diba? Diba? The, the law of attraction is, is kind of like writing down your goals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Remember, I, I used to have a notebook. Well, I still do right now where I write down my goals. I want, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And when you, when you visualize, it's the same thing. Uh, I used to, I, one, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that I used to play baseball. And uh, when when I used to pitch, you need to look exactly at where you're going to throw the ball. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's that it's visualizing where you want things to go. Now the thing is, if I just visualize that the ball is going to go there, that's not going to make the ball go there. I still need to do the effort to make the ball go there. Yes, you have it in your mind that you want something to happen, but you need to have each and every part of you will it to get mm-hmm. there as well. The mind starts yeah. it. The body, the heart, and the rest of you continues it and makes it happen. Yeah, so you, you ganda. So you have to you have to bat it. You have to do the action, right? It's yes. not just about thinking it. It's also about acting it and putting work into it. So I think you know, law of attraction can be something that's very powerful if you use it not in this. Um, voodoo sense of like (laughs) 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 like don't voodoo it out i think you know just thinking that there is quote-unquote magic in the law of attraction is the wrong way to look at it so whenever you're presented with an idea right there's there are good ideas there are bad ideas and then there are ideas that have good sides in it and then bad sides in it with law of attraction the good side is that scientifically it's backed up that whatever your mind is put into whatever you're constantly thinking about that's what you become 
that's what you achieve. So you set your goal using your mind, but everything that you do, which is your effort, your body, your actions, that's where you're going towards. Um, to the second part of Dan's question, yes. which is, is it against God's will? Is that what yes. he, he asked? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think that it, I, I'm, it might be um, a little overstepping, I think, what the, the power of attraction might be. Mm. I think that, that that's what he was trying to say, that uh, maybe it might not be in God's will, but it's in my will, and that's why it happened. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how, how that will happen. I, the way that I see it is, um, it, I, and, you know, Joyce is, Joyce might have a little bit more input on this, but the way that I see it is if it's in God's will and it's in my will, it will happen. Mm. One without the other will not make sure that everything happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that there needs to be harmony within the two. For me, at least, there needs to be a harmony of, of both to make things happen. Uh, and that's how I see the world and uh, through mm. my eyes, at least. Yeah. Um, you know, with that particular question, I think you always have to go to the Bible. I mean, to see really what the scripture says about this. One, if, if you're, if you're talking about like the technicality of it, like will the law of attraction, thinking about and using the law of attraction be, um, would it be kind of impeding on God's will? First of all, God is sovereign. I don't think that you can do anything that could impede on whatever He wills. Like, there are certain things in life that we go through, that we experience, that are not necessarily our will and our want, but God allows it. And it is in His infinite, eternal wisdom and goodness to know what the purpose of that thing is. And the only... the. I think there there will always be kind of like a a difficult discussion to be had between the sovereignty of God and the free will of man. With regards to law of attraction, if you think about it as something that's magical, then probably that's not healthy for your faith. But if you take away the mysticism and you just think of it as it's it's a tool to help you become better and to go nearer to your goals, then I think it's an okay thing. But you don't have to bother about if God will, parang kung, kung yung will mo is not something that God will approve of. Because let me tell you, if God doesn't want it to happen, he won't let it happen. Um, and, and I think that can be heartbreaking for a lot of people, but it can also be such good news, right? Because there are many times in my life, like that boyfriend that I had in college, where my will was to be back with that guy. My will was to be forever with that guy. But looking back at it now, it was a very toxic, unhealthy relationship. And I praise God that his will was followed and not mine because it made me understand that we are we are finite beings with finite wisdom and our perceptions are not as wide as the divine being that created everything, including you. So the things that we might want which is not good for us, that we don't attain because God's will is against it, is for our own good. Even the toughest things in our lives, even in my anxiety, in my depression, during the time that I was going through it, I was really pleading with God, na, Lord, just take this away. I can't do my job. I can't read. I can't drive. I can't swim. I can't do anything. But God won't take it away. He didn't take it away for at least six months to a year. And I suffered through those six months and a year. But looking back at it now, my heart 
and my spirituality, my dependence on Him will not have been as prepared um, as it is now going into marriage if I didn't go through that six months to one year of anxiety. See, and, and when you're there, you, you, you don't really see that happening. So I don't think you should be afraid if, if, you know, if something will happen that's against God's will. You're only, you're only, I think, from a faith perspective, sorry, parts, I'm kind of, uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's, it's it, perfect. The question fact. is that. Yeah. Um, if I think, your only concern, if you are a Christian and if you want to do God's will, is to take it day by day, moment by moment, making decisions that you know is glorifying to God and is in obedience to Him instead of thinking of what you want, instead of thinking of, will what I want align with God's will? Like, that's that's His that's His sovereign power above your life. Like, if God wants it to happen, it will happen. If God won't allow it to happen, it won't happen. If there's a prayer that you could pray, it could be that, Lord, take away my will so that your will be done. That's such a simple prayer. So I, I hope that helps in that particular um, part of the question. Okay. So, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, and, and, I mean, and, and that's why I said that you would have a little bit more input when it comes to that because, you know, you, you have a little bit more expertise in in the the world of will of God uh, than I do. <laughs> so I'd rather have it that you answer that than I did. Because if simply put, I would have said, if it didn't happen, that means that there's something better that would happen for you because it's in his will, not yours. Mm. He knows better than you do, so just trust that. That's the only thing yeah. I was, I was going to say about that. Now to the second question that he had on it, uh, in terms of hosting, um, how do you, you know, capture a an audience or e- even as, as as a podcast host or whatever or whatever it is content creator that you're doing right now how do you capture uh, capture audiences to make them uh, really listen to your stuff uh joyce what, what advice would you give to that i was i was just about to ask you because you you studied communications and broadcasting yes, I have. yes you've worked with a lot of people who are hosts and who who are who stand in front of an audience i'm sure you've seen hosts that attract an audience and hosts <laughs> yeah. that don't attract an audience so what's the different difference parts i think that's a good question to answer in yes. answering dan's question uh first off the first thing that i learned um when i was just starting out uh, i don't want to say how long ago because my first advice that uh, I will give and the first advice that was given to me um, was know your audience. Know who you are talking to. Know what kind of audience you're trying to talk to. Because if mm-hmm. you're... And, and that's why I always think hosting at an event and hosting a podcast or like a YouTube channel or you know your content online, very, very different. All of, and, and a lot of people think that it's the same. That if you host a radio show, that you're going to be a good host on an event. Or if you host a good event, you're going to have a great YouTube channel. Or if you mm-hmm. host on TV, you're going to be good on radio. It's not, it's not the same. I've seen people mm-hmm. that have not been able to translate. I've seen people that have translated very well because they understood that there are different audiences for different mediums. Mm-hmm. So that is my first bit of advice. Know the audience that you're talking to. 
Uh, second uh, big piece of advice is do not fake it. Do not fake who you are. Uh, mm-hmm. Early on in my career, uh, I I will admit I tried to be people that I looked up to. I tried, you know, I I replicated, I duplicated instead of emulate, you know, or or, mm-hmm. or you know, I tried to take what they did and make it my uh, and 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 do it instead of taking mm-hmm. what they did and do it my way. Mm-hmm. So learn, but don't copy. Um, that is the best thing that I, I, I mean, I have, I have ever learned. Uh, I have learned so much from watching a lot of different hosts. I watch a lot of stand-up comedians. I, I watch a lot of, um, you know, different artists and, and everyone that has, that has come by that uh, when it comes to hosting, uh, like late-night TV show hosts, and because I try to see how they talk to different audiences and how I can translate to my different audiences as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? Wala na, I concur. <laughs> what, what about when it comes to podcasting? Because that's completely different. And you, yeah. you're, you're fantastic at doing uh, podcasting. Is it the same as radio? Is it, when it comes to talking to your audience, is it the same? I think it's kind of similar in that it's basically the same medium. You know, one of the most important things that I learned when I was doing radio was that the the special thing about radio and why radio jocks could be such rock stars is because you entertain people without them seeing you, without them without without them being entertained by you in any other way apart from your expression from your mind. And I think that's such a powerful thing, right? So I super agree with you with the points that you made, like being genuine and knowing your audience are the top two things that you have to remember if you want to be a good host and if you want to capture the audience. Another thing, I guess, that that really this podcast is rooted into and why I feel like a lot of the audience can are, are captured, quote-unquote, to it, because that's what Dan's question is, is whatever you create and whatever you're putting out there as a host or as a podcaster, it has to serve people in some degree or form. Yes. And and that was such a powerful idea for me when I realized that. I was like, oh, nga, no, every, every content that you see on the internet, it either entertains you, it educates you or it empathizes with you, right? So if it's not in those three categories, if it's not entertaining you, if it doesn't empathize you, if it doesn't educate you, why would you consume it? And so by knowing that the kind of content that you have is not egocentric, it's not for you only, but for the service of others, then you can capture an audience. And I feel like this is where we interject one of the most important points. It's when you become a host or a content creator, your number one concern is not to capture an audience first. That should be a byproduct of the the thing that you're creating. Speak it louder for the people in the back, please. Speak it louder. But but it's true. It's it's basically the the old tale of don't do it for clout or for fame. Yes. Do yes. it because it's something substantial. And you know, at the end of the day, even if that audience that you've captured is just five people, you have to remember that those five people are five people with souls, with backgrounds, with histories, with lives, with families, and people that they love, whose life matters, and you're capturing their 
their thought processes. You're giving them something that they will ponder on. You're being a part of their lives. And that's something very important. So I'd much rather have you an audience that you capture with substantial content than mass following without really giving them anything apart from what? 30 seconds of, of you looking great? I mean, I mean, obviously, yes, you can do that. But in the long term, if you want to really capture an ob- audience, you have to constantly evolve, right? Like, yes. For example, pop culture. Tingnan natin si Mimia. Si yes. Mimia, nag-start siya as your local Jeje girl. Yun lang yung umpisa niya, ba? But then, Mimia transformed into this pop culture phenomenon because yung, yung audience niya naging, it, it was something witty naman, di ba? Hindi lang siya local judge girl, naging witty siya, naging relatable siya, she would empathize with, you would empathize with people, di ba? Like, so it, it, it transforms and it evolves according to what the audience needs. And I think that's the, one of the most important things that you have to remember. Yeah. Uh, and one more piece of advice is know, again, know the space in your media. So, for instance, uh, just to piggyback off of what Joyce was saying uh, a while ago, if that's the beauty of of radio and podcast audio podcasting, it's just your voice. So, and it's just audio. So, explore everything that you can do in that space. That's why you look at at TV hosts and people that I look up to when it comes to TV hosts, like James Corden and, um, and even like Vice Ganda, who they know. The, the space that they have and what they can do in the capacity of being on TV and being on mm-hmm. stage. So they're a little bit more flamboyant. You can see that their other hands gestures are so much bigger. Now, if you're on radio, that means nothing. You, I mean, you don't see that. There's a, it's completely thrown out the window. So yeah. that's why there are people that can translate and do different things because they know and they understand the space of the medium that they're in. Now, if you're on, if you're on a host and you're on stage... Explore the stage, go into the crowd, you know, be able to connect by using as much space in your medium as possible. And that was mm-hmm. the one thing that I slowly, slowly learned from watching different hosts. And, and you know, it, it, it's funny because um, when I started out, the first thing that I did when I was when I was when I would see hosts is I would listen to them. But then after a while, I learned more and more that I would watch their actions, watch mm. the, the demeanor, the facial reactions, all of that, just and how they combine it all to be able to capture um, an audience the way that I could not do. And some, mm-hmm. and even until today, these guys are and these women are just so great at what they do that I am still awestruck at how good they are at understanding the space that they are given. Yeah, and and you know, I think that also goes to show like how important human connection is. Um, human connection is so important when you're a host and a communicator, whether that's human connection in observing, like what Aaron said, observing the people that you look up to, taking notes from them, learning from them, and being humble enough to accept that you have so much to learn and you, and you always fill yourself up with, with new knowledge. Human connection is that, and also human connection in understanding that the most important thing that you can do for your audience is to connect with them as well. So connect with other hosts and look up to them. And, and, and also I think what, what Aaron was saying Kanina was so important in that you don't only learn or mimic 
your favorite hosts. You can also learn from the people that you read. And mm-hmm. ultimately, for you to be able to ge- to be genuine, like what Aaron said kanina, which is very important for you to be genuine and to not try to be anybody else, you have to first have confidence in who you are. And the way that you can find confidence in who you are is if you are, one, self-aware, and two, if you are equipped. And so you have to be self-aware and equipped so that when you're on stage, you're not even calculating the way that you speak, your intonation, the things that you're, you're, you're looking for, your word bank is different because you've done all those preparations before you even go on stage in front of the camera or in front of any mic. So all the hard work for hosts or radio jocks or, or whatever, whatever kind of public figure you are it usually comes in the background like people don't even see how much how much documentaries Aaron Ataide watches how much books about sports he watches how much he talks to sports about other athletes and other people who are also enthusiasts the work is done in the background and that translates on air you can hear it you can hear it when people know what they're talking about. And the worst thing that you can do is to fake like you know what you're talking about. So know first what you're talking about. Yes. So there you go, Dan. Hopefully we were able to get to you know your answers and, and to anyone else that might have been wondering the answers to the same questions. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, if you yourself have some more questions that you wanted to be here on the show, make sure you head on over to Joyce's website. Uh, leave us a voice message. There's so many that are coming in right now. We're going to try to get to each and every one of them. It is so surprising that there are this many people that are, <laughs> that are sending them We in. love you guys. Thank we you. We absolutely Thank you. love it. And, and, you know, this question that Dan had was, was very important, I feel like, because it's not just for hosts, but it also is something related to communication, right? Yes. How important is human connection now and communication in this time of the pandemic? Now, tomorrow, we've got another awesome question, and that's posted by someone from our voice notes as well. I'm not going to uh, tell you her name yet, but her question relates to how do you fix broken friendships and move on ang hirap no oh that's gonna be really fun tomorrow yeah oh that's gonna be really fun tomorrow yes so tune in for that tomorrow here on SOS until that time she's Joyce I'm Aaron bye bye paalam and that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspin.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adultingwithjoyspring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam!